there! Welcome to episode 87 of the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. The Sega Genesis turned 30 recently, and following how much fun we had during our Game Boy special, it seemed only fitting that we take the same approach to celebrating the Sega Genesis. Buckle in for some blast processing, because tonight we celebrate the music of the Sega Genesis. Sega! Well, hey, Matt. How you doing? <laughs> I'm experiencing deja vu. <laughs> I can't. It's like we've been here before. It's weird. Uh, yes. There's been uh, there's been technical difficulties. Yeah. There's been scheduling conflicts. There's been triceratops. Oh, uh, the triceratops attack. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's just been brutal. But we're here now. Yes. We finally made it back together. We we're we're we in did. the same we're in the same not in the same place because you know we're, we're the same on the time same zone. internet at the same time. <laughs> yeah, we're not on different internets. We're on, we're on the internet that you're on. Yes, we're on your internet. That's right. <laughs> so uh, we've got a we've got a bunch to cover tonight. So I think we're gonna. Kind of jump over some of the small yeah. talk. Uh, it's it's a it's a it's a beefy episode. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of uh, a lot of good stuff uh, suggested. So um, let's see here. Since uh, like I said before, like in the Game Boy special, we'll be covering a number of tunes by various artists. Uh, we'll be crediting their artists on uh, a song by song basis. I have to point out that we skipped Toe Jam and Earl because we did it just a few months ago. Um, but outside of that, everything was pretty much fair game. Uh, but darn it, we missed a few big ones just in the interest of us only having so much time to record. So there's no Earthworm Jim, no mm-hmm. Mega Turrican, no Contra Hardcore, no X-Men. Sorry, Mark, but not that sorry because the X-Men soundtrack is literally a bunch of farts. <laughs> Albeit a very memorable bunch of farts, but wow. In some melodic fashion. Yes, indeed. Uh, and numerous others. Thank you to everybody who requested tracks. Um, I wish we had time to run through them all, but I think we wound up with a really great representation of what made the Sega Genesis music special. Uh, they, these may not... <laughs> well, that, and that's really what we're going for. You know, We wanted to try to get a, a nice swath of uh, just, just what makes the Genesis as unique like it was a very unique sound chip uh it sounded very arcadey but also very not uh it's it was a it's never been my favorite but really going through this i discovered and rediscovered so much really really solid music um so these may not all be the actual best songs on the platform but they are all very representative of what it could do and in at least one case my own personal nostalgia so to everyone who requests, whose request did not make the playlist, I am sorry. There were no bad requests, except for Mark with X-Men. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you are all awesome, especially Mark. So let's get to work. Let's do uh, it. Real quick, uh, let's, let's jump through some quick personal histories. Uh, Matt, what is your personal history with the Sega Genesis? Uh, I actually owned it. Um, I remember my friend had the original Master System. Uh, I had a Nintendo and then the Genesis came out, and uh, I, I can't remember how long it took me to get it, but I ended up getting it. And I enjoyed it for the most part. Um, I can't quite remember the games I used to have. I know Altered Beast shipped with it, and that's classic. And um, mm-hmm. I had a Sonic, you know, the first Sonic, another classic title. Um, but I did have the converter box, so I could play... The original Master System games on the uh, Sega, the the Genesis, and nice. I thought that was I thought that was very cool. The power base converter, yeah, I remember mm-hmm. that thing. 
I had um, a friend of mine had the power base converter as well, and he had the uh, the adapter for the Game Gear, so you could play Master System games on the Game Gear. What? I did not know that existed. Yeah, it was pretty wild playing uh, the Master System version of Altered Beast on the Game Gear. It was like, wow, this is uh, this is still awful, but <laughs> it's really <laughs> neat. Huh? It's, I mean, it's it's a nice novelty. Yeah, it was just like, you know, here's here's this giant cartridge sticking out of the top of this already giant game yeah. gear. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But so it was true. really cool. Like, it was, I, I was, I've always been fascinated by the Sega Master System. It's never been, I mean, I was such a Nintendo kid, but the Master System is just this, it's such a weird and interesting piece of hardware, you know? It's, mm-hmm. it's got such a cool look, and it sounds like nothing else out there. It's just so weird. Yeah, I agree. And uh, yourself, what's your uh, ex- personal history or experience with uh, Genesis? Well, with the Sega Genesis, I was a like I said, I was a I was a diehard Nintendo kid, but I wasn't always that way. I um before I was you know had any sort of friends or people to associate <laughs> with. Um, you know, I was very I was I guess born platform agnostic. You know, I got my start on the Atari twenty six hundred. Um, my my neighbor and my uncle. They had um, the Sega Master System. Uh, my other neighbor had an NES. Uh, but it was the world of Nintendo that I truly fell in love with uh, more than anything. And uh, by the time, by the time like I had started to socialize a bit more in school, it was very much like, well, Nintendo is my thing. I love these games more than anything on any other platform. So like, this is just where I'm at. And then you know, you had that kind of militant. Well, this is the system I have, so this is the system I have to back. You know, because you didn't get a lot of kids didn't get yeah. multiple game systems back then. You know, it was like, well, if you were a Nintendo kid, or you were a Sega kid because that's just what you had. Um, it, it's true. Yeah, one of my childhood friends growing up had the Master System, and then I don't think he bought another system until um, like the PlayStation. But then again, he was also like reading a book a day and being very creative. You know, mm-hmm. he wasn't he wasn't a gamer. Yeah, and he still isn't. But. I was very much a gamer, and I I would yeah. like invent my own game systems and make up video games for them and stuff, and draw pictures of all our fake ah. games. And oh, I was video games were just more of my completely my imagination back then. It wasn't always just just playing them. It was about you know listening to the music and and imagining what that music would sound like on real instruments and imagining being in all of those worlds. Like you know, I'd play Zelda and then I'd go outside in the woods and play Zelda. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It was just a constant source of, yeah, and you know, like we were kind of briefly talking about before the show, the interpretation was always such a big thing back then, you know, especially starting on Atari and seeing all that amazing box art and then seeing, the, you know, using my imagination to make the squares and, and stuff that were on the screen more representative of what the, the box art looked like and having my imagination fill in those blanks. Um, but regardless, as, as a diehard Nintendo kid, eventually when the Genesis came out, my, my sister and I had played Altered Beast in an arcade and thought that was super cool. And the fact that Altered Beast was on the Genesis was kind of a big deal. Uh, but it wasn't until a little bit later, probably after like Sonic the Hedgehog hit, when I got genuinely jealous of, of some of my friends that had the Genesis. You know, I would secretly love playing the Genesis over at my friends' houses. Um, you know, and I'd like crap all over the Genesis when I was at school be like, eh, the Genesis is stupid. Super <laughs> Nintendo's the best. Nintendo's r- Nintendo rules. And, you know, eventually I got over that and just like, uh, yes, I will always be a diehard Nintendo fan, but games are games, you know. It doesn't matter it doesn't matter what platform you're playing on as long as you're having, having fun with them. 
And, but yeah, there were a lot of instances where I was genuinely jealous of my, uh, jealous of my Genesis friends, and uh, there were some really fun experiences I had on the Genesis. I didn't get one on my own until way later because I was such a diehard Nintendo guy. It wasn't until the PlayStation had been out for a little while. The PlayStation was the first non-Nintendo system that I bought. You know, after the Atari, I was Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, Game Boy, Virtual Boy, whatever it was. It was Nintendo all the way. But when Castlevania went to PlayStation instead of Nintendo, well, that was it, you know? You had to. You had yes, to. You, I had was... to play Symphony of the Night. And, I mean, the game is so good we still talk about it to this day. There was no way you had you could miss that. Yeah, like, in Castlevania was one of my top-tier franchises. And, you know... Final Fantasy 7 looked really great too and Soul Edge loved Soul Edge in the arcade so Soul Blade on PlayStation you just couldn't get that on uh, on Nintendo 64 and you know it's, it is what it is but yeah that's that's kind of my Sega Genesis history I eventually you know after working at Funko Land went back and and spent some time with things like Rocket Knight Adventures and, and really sat down and played the Sonic games from beginning to end on my own and not at a friend's house and uh, you know just just good times so let's get to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a lot to do. Yeah, we got a lot to do. So uh, uh, now this is the first track that we're going to pick is uh, one one of my choices. Nobody suggested this, and I, I'm, st- I'm just shocked and amazed. Not 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 shocked and amazed at all. Uh, but it is <laughs> for a lot of people the first piece of music that they ever heard coming out of their Sega Genesis, uh, and it is from Altered Beast. Because the original Sega Genesis, the pack and title was Altered Beast before Sonic was a thing. Uh, and it's kind of a classic song. It's not the best song in the history of mankind. But when you think about the pantheon of Sega Genesis music, you kind of have to, you just kind of have to pay homage to, to Altered Beast. And for me, if there's any music from that game that's memorable, it's Round One. Um, I couldn't find an actual name for this track other than Round One. And this is from the Sega Genesis version of Altered Beast, composed by Kazuhiko Nagai, uh, who has also worked on Alien Syndrome, Cyborg Hunter, Golden Axe The Duel, uh, and that was his interpretation of the arcade original compositions by Toru Nakabayashi, uh, who also did arcade hits like Thunderblade and Golden Axe. So uh, this, is a, this is a killer tune, and if you haven't played Altered Beast in a long time, prepare to have some flashbacks. Rise from your grave, folks! Here's the level <laughs> 1 theme. Enjoy. Rise from your grave.
level one theme from Altered Beast for Sega Genesis, and I stand by my declaration that that is a pretty underrated Sega Genesis track. Altered Beast does get a lot of justified crap for really not being a very good game. <laughs> it's a very cool game, but it's not a very good game. But uh, and and the music is a tad repetitive overall. Uh, but that song in particular, I find wonderful. I just think it's great. I think it's a, uh, you know, it's very suitable for what it is. It's a very slow-paced action game, uh, and that's got just the right, right level of intensity, just the right groove, and it's just so Sega Genesis. Those sounds, those instruments are so incredibly Sega Genesis. Uh, I I absolutely have to agree with you on a lot of what you said. Alter Beast um, is classic. I think it's iconic uh, just because it was, in fact, for the longest time, the inbox game. And I think there's a lot of iconic uh, elements to the game. Uh, this level music being one of them. Um, I have a lot of great memories playing this. Again, it was the inbox game. It was one of the first games I got with the system, and I played it to death. And uh, actually, when we did it, Last year, when um, Angie and Evan did it last year for the uh, Pain in the Assathon, <laughs> I was kind of I was I was the third wheel, and I'm just watching the game, going, I don't remember it being this hard. Um, <laughs> so, so that being said, uh, for that first level music, there's a lot going on that I never noticed. Um, maybe it's because like there's so many sound effects you're punching the crap out of things you're turning yeah into you're, a wolf. you're paying attention to like power up and you're paying attention to so much other stuff that's happening you don't really notice how great the the subtleties of this song are absolutely there's like some little trilly thing in the background just sits under the main melody and i was like i've never noticed that and then when the song loops over back on itself there's this great uh crescendo build up to like it's return to the beginning and when it hit i was i kind of felt like oh man that was super cool how have i never noticed this and i think that's why i really enjoy doing this show with you is that i hear a lot of these songs but i don't necessarily pay too close attention to them but now without the video game in front of me without the gameplay in front of me i should say mm -hmm. i get these games um or excuse me i get the music away from the game away from the sound effects and it it allows it to stand on its own and allows me to hear it better than I ever did. And so this this track is absolutely in that um, in that category. Like I'm I'm very impressed with how just uh, melody composition. You know, yeah, it, it's a little grading the pitch. It's it's kind of in that like uh, all right, uh, I'm kind of over it already. But I still think it's really well put together. Agreed, and it's a very good adaptation of the original too. Like it's uh, the the composition itself is very good, but this particular like this Sega Genesis version um, is a really good interpretation of the arcade original. I'm gonna have to uh, look into that. I don't. I don't think I'm very familiar with the arcade version. I I love the arcade version. It's it's the Genesis port is really good. Um, there's some animations that are you know missing from the Genesis one. It's mm -hmm. but it's like comparing Super Nintendo Street Fighter Two to Arcade Street Fighter Two. You know, like yeah, it's pretty darn close, especially considering you know back then like that that game looked and sounded the part more than anything that you would had seen on the NES. Yeah, so it was a right exactly a pretty, pretty spiffy deal. <laughs> 
Well, moving on, now that I've referred to Altered Beast as a pretty spiffy deal, uh, I don't think anybody else has ever done that before. It's a, it's a first right here I, for you. I don't, I don't think they're going to do it either. <laughs> Might be a first and an only. Uh, this next one you may know by the name Lightning Force, uh, but you also might know it by the name of Thunder Force 4. Uh, this is a, a Sega Genesis game that I am not overly familiar with. It's a scrolling shooter. It's a side-scrolling shmup, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I, I've, I've enjoyed Thunder Force games before, but I don't think I've actually spent any time with Thunder Force 4. Um, I know I had Thunder Force, I'm going to say 5 for PlayStation, which I thought was great. Um, and I'm sure I've fiddled with one or two of the other ones, but this one, uh, kind of sort of got past me and, uh, I, it, listening to this track was, a was a real eye opener because it's pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, this was requested by Alex Messenger. Uh, so thank you very much, Alex, for that. The track we're going to listen to is a track called Metal Squad. Um, and from, like I said, from Thunder Force 4, it's got a, a, uh, a litany of names attached to it. We've got uh, Toshiharo Yamanishi, uh, known for his work on Elemental Master and Devil's Crush. That's a winner. Uh, Devil's Crush is a pretty awesome game. Uh, Takeshi Yoshida, uh, who did this, Devil's Crush, and as far as I can tell, nothing else. <laughs> Uh, so and Naoski Arai from Erzog Zwei, various Thunder Force games as well. So uh, let's give it a listen, huh? Here is Metal Squad from Thunder Force 4. Enjoy! <laughs>
Metal Squad, and uh, it sure is metal. <laughs> you damn right it was. What'd you think that, of that one? <laughs> that was so unexpected. It's um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't think I would hear anything that cool this episode. <laughs> um, but uh, all jokes aside, it's kind of very in league with the idea of like a spaceship side-scrolling shooter. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, I, I could absolutely... I, I'm not familiar with the series at all, but I could absolutely, like, conjure something up in my my mind's eye of what this game probably looks like, and I don't think I'd be too far off. But It's, um, it's known for being very fast-paced. Like, even though, like, I the, the actual that. gameplay itself runs about the same speed as something like uh, UN Squadron or R-Type, the backgrounds mm-hmm. are usually going by super fast, so it looks mm. like everything's traveling at really high speeds. It's a really, really cool thing. Uh, it's, a, it's a good series. Like Solid a nice, series of shooters. A nice uh, illusionary trick or something. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, I actually really like that a lot. Uh, when it when it dipped away and just kind of went to that... You know, mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, okay, here we're gonna go right back into the loop again, and it does. But there's some other instrumentation that comes in that I was like, ooh, this is exciting. It's not yeah, a little the same. like extra guitar solo or something, right? It's not the same how you had said before, like, oh, you know, the system's kind of repetitive, the music's mm-hmm. kind of repetitive, and as Strong Bad would call it, the midly midly mees. <laughs> oh, it makes me want to do a Strong Bad impression, but I won't. <laughs> Maybe by the end of the episode, um, but it was it was a surprising uh, addition to what they were already doing. So I like this track a lot, actually. Thanks, Alex. Really appreciate this one. Yeah, me too. This song is badass. <laughs> this is really really killer. I uh, made me want to go uh, boot up a uh, boot up my Genesis because I'm pretty sure I have this game. This made me so... want to go jogging, and I don't like physical activity. <laughs> So oh, running. Let's see. Lightning Force. <laughs> Do I have no 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 I don't. Do I have Thunder Force 4? I don't know. Uh I have Thunder Force 3. That's what I have. I knew oh, I had something. So, so I, I own Thunder Force 3, but I do not own this game. Um and I really should because it that's a cool soundtrack. Um I'm really, really thankful to Alex for suggesting this one because it never would have made my list. Otherwise, yeah, I came up with I came up with a list on my own, and then mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, I mean, we came up with so many great things on the Facebook page uh, yeah, for the Game Boy one, so let's extend the Genesis yeah. and see what let's see what happens, right? I mean, how many <laughs> Genesis games, how many great Genesis soundtracks do I not know? Turns out a bunch, so quite a few. <laughs> so that was uh, that was a lot of fun. But but speaking of things that I do know, this next track is my personal pick. Uh, and it is not a track that is uh, suggested by anyone pretty much ever, and uh, <laughs> I completely understand why, because this game is not very well known. It's it's very far under the radar, uh, and it is not one that uh, gets a lot of love even by people who have played it. Um, this is a track from Blaster Master 2, a uh, soundtrack done by Tony Williams, uh, who also wrote music for the Genesis version of uh, Spider-Man and the X-Men Arcade's Revenge, Maximum Carnage, uh, and the Lynx ver- the Atari Lynx version of Lemmings. <laughs> uh, it's a heck of a uh, resume there. But, uh, <laughs> so Blaster Master 2 is really one of my uh, most memorable Sega Genesis stories. Like I said, I was, such a, I was a super diehard Nintendo kid. Um, and Blaster Master has always been one of my very favorite games. Uh, as we did the Blaster Master episode here on the show before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done a Wave Back Overplay of Blaster Master. I love 
Blaster Master. It's so good, and its soundtrack was one of the things that I loved most about the original game. So when I was out at a Toys R Us and saw the flap for Blaster Master 2 exclusively on the Sega Genesis, I about lost my mind. (laughs) How? (laughs) What? There's a second Blaster Master and I can't play it? What the heck? Mm, so I, fruit. Yeah, I eventually convinced my friend Greg to get it, because he was also a fan of Blaster Master, and so uh, he picked up the game, and I remember being in his house when we booted it up for the first time, and I was just, I was just vibrating with excitement. And it wasn't long before I realized that Blaster Master 2 was not the sequel to Blaster Master that I wanted it to be. Um, it was probably about a half hour into playing it that I just became very disillusioned with the game. Um, and it wasn't until playing it for this year's Pain in the Assathon that I kind of really started to appreciate the game for what it is, because uh, there are some chunks of the game that are very poorly designed, but there's a lot of other stuff in there that, like, once it started to click with me, I really got it, and I think that there's a lot more good there than uh, the game gets credit for, but... The game's soundtrack in particular, um, the instrumentation for some of the later tracks is really, really grating, um, but... I think the the compositions themselves are actually really good. And starting up this track is just one of those Genesis moments that's just, I think, is just magic to me because the Super Nintendo couldn't make this song. It could not make a song sound like this. This song is so masterfully, uniquely Genesis, um, especially just the use of bass, the way this song sounds so incredibly full, like right after it kicks in. It gets this, this cute not cute, this quick little um, intro, and then as soon as all the instruments hit, it just has a very full and interesting sound to it, Uh, and I think uh, everyone should enjoy it, so for the most of you who have never heard this track before, and for the rest of you who have, uh, give a fresh listen to Area 1 from Blaster Master 2 Enjoy we 
Mario 1 from Blaster Master 2 for the Sega Genesis, and boy, do I love that song. <laughs> that Man. song was so all over the place. Right? It's all over the freaking map. But it's... I, oh, no, don't. Yeah, talk. I, I, I don't even know where to begin. I, I'll say this, <laughs> and it might sound like I'm gearing up to say like negative things, but I'm not really. Um, I'll say this about that. I could not stop like tapping my toe and, and, and bopping my head. It just was such a driving track. Um, I know exactly what you mean when you say like the Nintendo couldn't have made this. This couldn't have been on Nintendo Super Nintendo. Um, it's I a can't even imagine what instruments they would have used for it. I just can't. I can't imagine this song. The only thing I can imagine this song being better is some of the, the timing. Some of the, 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 the drum programming and stuff mm -hmm. seems like kind of sloppy towards the end, you know? Like okay. the hits aren't exactly like really spot on. But mm -hmm. other than that, like the actual composition just... Mm, mm. It, um, it's, it's a very unique track. Like, I, I don't know any other word to describe this this track it's it's just so uniquely genesis and then it's on top of that it's not like anything i think i've ever really ever heard before and if if it has like i'm not conjuring it but wow <laughs> just wow yeah man just you know it starts off with that and for like a split second that thing started up i i so remember all the emotions i felt the first time i, I played this like <laughs> That little Sega Genesis, I first split second, I was like, uh, but then it starts and it just like sounds so full with that, mm -hmm. that wonderful full bass sound. And like, you almost don't even appreciate it as much in that moment as you do after the, the, um, uh, after the loop, because it so gradually cuts back on bass, yeah. like about of that really full sounding bass throughout the whole thing. And then as soon as it jumps back to that little intro and you just like hits you like a wave, like, Wow that is cool but just that all the the layers and layers going on um with the whole like call and answer thing the like that that cool call and answer thing and the subtle phasing effect they have on it you know mm -hmm. the um, i don't even think i noticed it the first time or even realized it i'm sure i noticed it but it didn't register what it was uh listening to it the first time through that 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 main melody that the call before the answer has a very slight phase to it where it mm -hmm. just keeps changing and that phase effect keeps getting added to the different instruments throughout it and also the fact that there's no drums for like a couple of verses you know what i mean and then the right. drums eventually come in with a doom 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 and a couple of you know standard snare hits until it just becomes a, a regular drum beat and then by the, the end of it where it's just like kind of freaking out with the do, 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 do. <laughs> it's just like you've, you've, you've gone kooky towards the very end until it just kind of wraps itself up in that ultra cool package that goes back to -na 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 -na. oh it's killer it's freaking killer I love this <laughs> love this song there's no way I could have said what you just said with such eloquence <laughs> <laughs> eloquence is that is that the right word <laughs> It's what we're going with for this yeah, episode. Let's go with that. That's the uh, that's the word of the day. Um, I'll agree with you on so many levels. I, I actually didn't notice. Not, uh, you were talking about the phasing and stuff, so I want to go back and check that out. Um, absolutely. When it comes back with like the four on the floor, just the kick. That's when uh -huh. I was I was like sold on it. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> this is this is good because you're right. This is my first listen to it, and I felt very like, hmm. And then as it progressed and the little pieces started coming in and then 
you know, right when it gets to that four on the floor, uh, like they've got you hook, line, and sinker, and that's where I was. I was like, yeah, this is this is good, but it's still all over the place. It's very manic. You know what? I I I have decided right now that it's my new life's mission to convince Ollie to cover this song. <laughs> he would By kill this me. song. He oh, would murder this song. It would be so good. I mean, I can't imagine him doing it. I doubt he's played it, and like it would probably get like five views. <laughs> no way. I think the complexity of it. I think that would draw people in. Yeah, that's it's my new mission. I'm gonna contact him tomorrow. And like, there look, Ollie. This is what you got to do, okay? Do this for me. <laughs> There's a good chance that you listening right now, it's either being worked on or, or it's already done. <laughs> All right. Let us let us continue the train. Let yes. us continue moving. Uh, let us go straight into the Please. streets of rage. Mm. Yes, indeed. I had a um, we had a couple of uh, early on requests like you got to do streets of rage, and this one I mulled over quite a bit as to what song to really do on this one. Um, and it was my friend Mike who convinced me uh, to go with this. Uh, the track that we were originally going to do, Fighting in the Street from Streets of Rage, mm -hmm. um, which Matt and I have listened to on the show before, mm -hmm. but you wouldn't have heard it because Never it's know. the legendary Lost episode of uh, Waveback. And we are going to be redoing Streets of Rage soon. Yes. Uh, soon, Whenever they announce the date for Streets of Rage 4, we're going to do redo Streets of Rage around when that game comes out. So... In the interest of not playing that song, you know, similar to what we did with Toe Jam and Earl, we're, we're not going to jump into that one. So I decided to go with Streets of Rage 2. Uh, and the track that we're going with is Go Straight, as requested by Mike Sheridan and Alex Days. I think this was the track that he suggested. I can't remember. It or is was now. it the ending tune? I don't remember. But um, <laughs> It's this uh, now. Who cares? It's this now. He, he suggested something from Streets of Rage 2 before I had, you know, kind of shut off that valve and said, no, no, I got Streets of Rage covered. Yeah. Turns out I didn't. So uh, thanks. Thanks all for uh, for pointing me in this this proper direction. Uh, this particular track is done by Yuzo Koshiro, uh, of course, of the original Streets of Rage and other great things like Legacy of the Wizard, Act Razor, Super Adventure Island and Matt's Dreams. Because <laughs> he's dreamy. I, I think yeah. I don't even know what the man looks like, but he writes some killer music, and this is one of those songs. Uh, Streets of Rage Two is b viewed by most to be the best of the Streets of Rage games, and uh, its soundtrack is, I believe, I read uh, Yuzo Koshiro's favorite of the ones that he did for the for the series. So, huh. uh, this is a killer tune. Let's go ahead and give it a listen. This is Go Straight from Streets of Rage Two. Enjoy.
Well, what do you think, Matt? Are you excited to go straight? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I have no answer that does not come across uh, politically and correctly. <laughs> so I'm going to say this. That song is so distinctly Streets of Rage. Right. The, the bass, the kick drum, the the low end on that is so distinctly like like it's it's as if a band made an album, then made a second album, and you had no idea who the band was and you heard it and you're like, that's those guys. That <laughs> just like so distinct and and what I liked about it was there was that drop at the beginning to kind of give you that old house music vibe that old um you know techno feel to it like wait for it wait for it boom doom 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 boom doom you know like mm-hmm. so good it it's it's just such good music i can't like i can't sing his praise enough he's my david wise i think yeah and for good reason yeah uh yeah. koshiro does like remarkably good work and yeah. Uh, this is this is an awesome track. I don't have a ton of Streets of Rage experience. I just don't. Um, <laughs> I've messed with the. I probably played the first one more than anything else because my friend Mike had it, different yeah. Mike than the one who uh, suggested this. Uh, and um, I never really messed around with Streets of Rage two until pretty recently, just because I was just like, oh, Streets of Rage is dumb. Final Fight's the best because I was a <laughs> Nintendo kid, you know. <laughs> And Streets of Rage isn't one of those things I went back to. And Streets of Rage 2 is really good. Uh, and this 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 track is just... It's so weird to me because like I, I have to say I like fighting in the street better. Um, mm-hmm. uh, just removing any semblance of uh, nostalgia from it. Um, because I don't have much nostalgia for the, the, for the franchise. This, this seems like... Uh, this one reminds me so much of that tune. But it's like... Like, okay, I'm going to look at this song, but how am I going to do this song better? Uh, and I think he succeeded, to be perfectly honest. It's a it's a really awesome song. I like that that kind of do-do-do-do-do lasery sound effect happening in the beginning. It sounds straight mm-hmm. out of an Atari game. Like, it sounds right. straight. Like, that sounds like the... Um, geez, I hope I'm getting this right. I'm pretty sure the sound effect is the... Um, like the laser blast sound effect from Star Raiders. I'm 90% sure that's what that is. Uh, it just that's what it sounds like to me anyway. And I'm, uh, I'm just going to say yeah. It's yep. a I I, I love the Atari so much, but there's not a lot of music on the 2600, so I I really want to do an Atari 2600 true. special one of these days. Give me like six songs long. It would be awesome. You know, get some Pitfall 2 playing on here. Mm, good times. We actually had that. Did we do we did that already, didn't we? The uh, One Hit Wonders episode. I think I think I put Pitfall two on there. I I, I actually yes you did. <laughs> you know what I'd love to hear on this show very quickly, and if you could just stick it in right here. You remember yeah. Pitfall one for the Atari? You would jump on the vine and go. <laughs> so if you could just put that in right here, absolutely. That just amazing. for you. Thank you. <laughs> done and done. I'll, the I'll power. Track that down. The power I wield, oh. and if I can't track it, if I can't track that down, I'll just delete this entire conversation. And no I don't know what you know. Well, don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, so thank you, Mike and Alex, yes, for requesting Streets of Rage Two. Uh, wonderful piece of music there. Mm. I just want to <laughs> go fight some punks. Um. Okay. Sure. Yeah. 
So long right. as I get to be the cop in the car as your special to fire a rocket launch. Yes. Right into <laughs> the city. It explodes in like a perfect oval on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So let's uh, let us take a hard left turn stylistically. Uh, we're taking a hard left turn, but this is a this is a, a pretty important game to me too. That same friend, Mike, uh, his name was Mike Powell, and I went to his house and played his Genesis. And this was one of the games that I played a lot of. Uh, the other one that I played the most of over there was this game and uh, James Pond. Oof! And I'm sad that I, I there just isn't room for the James Pond music I wanted to put in here because that game, the first James Pond. It's not a pile of crap, okay? That game's <laughs> not garbage, and it's got some half-decent music. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Which half? <laughs> uh, let's go with the top half. All right. Uh, the, the, the top, the, the, the half that floats on top of the water. Uh, oh, boy. Ooh. This is so getting into some So we're heading to Duckburg, waters. kids, for Quack Shot by Shi- yeah, Shigeniri Kamiya. <laughs> uh, who also did music for Castle of Illusion and Legend of Illusion. Uh, this was requested by Matt Flamger, um, who told me before the show how to pronounce his name. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that, Matt. We constantly um, butcher it. He he, he put, they put this up on the Facebook page, and I was just like, ah, damn it. Yeah, that's got to go in. Because mm-hmm. I used to play the heck out of this game. Quackshot's a great game. Uh, and this is a, it's a pretty fun song. So let's give it a listen, shall we? And this is a very good example of a different kind of music. Like, I, I'm trying to hit as many different types of music, you know what I mean? Uh, sure. And this is a good example of a pretty different, uh, pretty different flavor of Sega Genesis tune. So let's, let's listen to Duckburg from Quackshot. Enjoy. <laughs> Duckburg from Quackshot. Sure is. It sure is. Look, all right. I I hate the instrumentation on this. <laughs> but it's the composition is so good and it is such it is so stylistically classic cartoon. It is hard not to just hear like the soul of that music is in this, regardless of how grating some of that instrumentation is. Like you can hear this coming out of like a jug band or something. You can just hear the the the, the classic kind of instrumentation that would go along with with a song like this in an old Disney cartoon. You just you just hear all of it because all the hits 
every note hits every note bends and hits exactly like a real instrument would it's like they just said well these are the instruments we have so we're just going to make them sing to the best of our ability and i think they did a marvelous job i can't argue with you um on a lot of what you said like you're right um the instrument, the the instrumentation is whatever. It is grading. Uh, what other negative things did you say? No, um, but uh, but truth be told, you're right. It the the soul of the music is there. It is very cartoon esque. It. Um, I started. You know, I, I I don't know that I've. I know I've played um, Ducktales for the Nintendo. Mm-hmm. I even I haven't played the remake, and I've been dying to. But I I've never played it for the Genesis. Um, so I've never heard this and immediately started laughing because it's so absurd. It um, is. This is a very different game from DuckTales, um, Quackshot. It's a, it's, it's, I mean, it's still a platformer, but it's a very mm-hmm. different pace. It's not a Capcom game. Um, uh, so, so any thoughts that you have of this game being of the similar pacing, uh, this is more along, wrong. <laughs> yeah. This is more along the lines of, of, your other Disney games, your non-Capcom Disney games, stuff like mm-hmm. Mickey Mania or um, uh, you know the, the Castle of Illusion games, or right, the yeah. um, uh, what were the Super Nintendo the Magical Quest series, something like that. It's it's kind of more slower paced platforming, um, right? But it's it's very but and, and very very like classic Disney cartoony, and the very bright bold visuals. Uh, I always was very impressed with with the look of this game, you know, because mm-hmm. playing ton of DuckTales on NES, like, that game didn't look like the show, you know, it looked like no. an NES game of the show, this looks like a Donald Duck cartoon, and it's, it's pretty, pretty darn cool, but, yeah. Yeah, it Good was, request. again, another very unexpected track, I think maybe I was um, mentally preparing for one thing, and, <laughs> you know, you you said it hard left, I, I didn't know how hard that left was gonna be, <laughs> I had to hold the, the, uh, O-ish bar. No ish handle um, on that one, but um, all jokes aside, though, uh, I, I I absolutely hear what you hear. Like if this could be done with some real instruments right now, it would absolutely be just kind of that like fun. You use the term jug band. It'd be that fun kind of like I get this image of Robin Hood the cartoon when they're all in the forest playing. Yeah, yeah. Just like a just again, I keep using the word fun. It's a fun song. Uh, instrumentation leaves a little to be desired, but you know whose fault is that? It's they, they didn't have you know a lot to go on there. But yeah, and this is a relatively early uh, you know Genesis game too. I think it's 1991, so it's still pretty pretty early in the system's life. It's. It is very good for what it is, and uh, I very yeah. much thank Matt for suggesting it because it's a really, really good pick. I really knows his music. Yep. <laughs> All right. Next up from the the marvelous, and I just was just this just had to be on here, and I really struggled with exactly which which track to pick from this game. Um, this was requested by my my good friend Marco Aranda, and. Uh, this is Castlevania Bloodlines. Mm. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't go through the you know, celebrating the best of the the Sega Genesis music and not hit on at least one or two of the great stuff that Konami did on the platform. Absolutely. Uh, and this uh, this this soundtrack by uh, Michiru Yamane 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 Yamane. I don't know how to pronounce that, but uh, she did um, 
uh, you know, music for Ninja Turtles Fall of the Foot Clan for Game Boy, uh, then 3 and 4, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, obviously, was the, uh, probably the one that really put her on the map. Um, but this is a, this is a stellar soundtrack. Uh, and I decided to go with Iron Blue Intention. Uh, Marco wanted the uh, the level one theme, as he called it. I forget the actual name of that one. Uh, but uh, this this one is the, the track that probably sticks out to me more than any other in the game. Uh, and I don't think Marco will mind because this whole soundtrack is killer. So let's listen to Iron Blue Intention from Castlevania Bloodlines. Enjoy, you have no choice. <laughs> What the heck do you say about that other than yes? <laughs> there is nothing else to say other than that, man. It's so good. It's it's stupid good. It's like it's like unfair good. Yeah, you just like oh you you're making some Sega Genesis music. Well, this is how you make Genesis music. <laughs> sorry, sorry, we haven't been messing around with the Genesis for long. Uh, this is what we came up with, and then everyone <laughs> else has to look at it and be like, well, damn. Uh, besides user Casero over there, like. This is this is next level. I'm sorry, and everybody who else made Genesis Media just apologized. <laughs> yep, basically. <laughs> no, man, this oh, this track it's been reprised in a bunch of other Castlevania games. There's a great you know, killer remix in uh, in, in Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't. I'm freaking speechless on the, this 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 song. Yeah, it's look, so good, and, and it's okay. It's for good reason. Listen to that track. Go back and rewind and listen to that track and understand why. There's nothing to say about that. Yeah, like, and I'm I'm sorry. I only have the version I have is only one loop. It doesn't it doesn't you know duplicate. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> just go play the game. Just buy the Castlevania <laughs> collection. Play the game. Buy the original Genesis one if you can you know afford it. <laughs> yeah. Go nuts. Go go ham. Get go a... go all of the ham. Thank you, Marco. For yes. for I mean like. It was going to be on this list anyway. Like, this song was on my list, but, you know, still, mm-hmm. thank you for backing me on my play, Marco. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, you know, like, I think every other Castlevania before and after it, just some of the best music uh, to ever accompany some of the best games. And, again, this is Iron Blue Intention is just another example of how good... Uh, Castlevania, the Castlevania franchise music can be, you know. Agreed, 110 billion percent. Boom. That's it. Show's over. Go home. <laughs> Good night, guys. No, no, sir, we are halfway done. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. We've still got some great stuff coming up, uh, including this next track, which I am completely unfamiliar with, or at least I was before it was suggested. Um, this never even occurred to me. 
to 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 mess with. Um, and um, if I'm if I did my research correct, uh, this version of this song uh, was also by Machiro Yamane. Uh, this comes from this hails to us from Gauntlet Four, a Sega Genesis game that I have uh, never never touched before. Uh, the song is called Transparent Obstacle, and this was requested by Aaron Hickman. Uh, and once he popped it up on the Facebook page, I was like, huh, I've seen, you know, I've seen the box for this game before. Heck, I might even own this game. Uh, <laughs> <just> <laughs> as, as part of one of my many, my, my, my uh, collections that I bought, I just do one of those, like, games that got thrown in there. Let's see, Genesis, uh, yep, Gauntlet 4, I, I do in fact have this game. Oh my god. Uh, and I should get around to playing it, because uh, as soon as I heard this track, I was like, yeah, that, that's good. This, this should go in there. So, um, according to my research, the Sega Genesis version, uh, this music was adapted by Machiro Yamane of, uh, as we just said, you know, this Castlevania, as well as, you know, things like Magical, Magical Chase, the Dragon Quest series, uh, as well as, uh, Masaharu Iwata, who worked on Bloody Roar and Let's Tap. Uh, the original compositions were by, um, Hal Cannon, uh, who worked on stuff like Tubin and 720, uh, and Earl Vickers, who worked on Paperboy. Woohoo! And, of course, Dick Vitale's awesome baby college hoops. What? <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm sorry. I saw that on his list of credits. And I was of like, course. Yeah, that's the other one I'm saying. Because <laughs> he might awesome have, baby. He, he might have some really great titles under his belt, but this one. Yeah, I, I couldn't resist. This one. Couldn't resist bringing up Dick Vitale's awesome baby college hoops. Wow. Uh, so thank you, Aaron, for bringing this one to my attention. Uh, this is a pretty killer track, so let's listen to Transparent Obstacle from Gauntlet 4. Enjoy.
Okay, well there you have Transparent Obstacle from Gauntlet 4. And like, you start listening to it and you think like, okay, I feel like I know where this is going. But you don't. You're in for a ride, and it's a darn good ride, I must say. Um, I have to absolutely agree with you. <laughs> when the, when the, um, what was the, uh, the, the Phil Collins-esque drums <laughs> came in. It's exactly... <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. I I made an audible. Okay, like yeah, I'm not expecting that at all. And it sounded good too. Like those were good samples. Yeah, this is a this is a pretty high quality piece. Like, but then you get. The, I mean, you know how much we both love a good baseline. And yes, yes, yes yeah. Yes. This 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 was this was definitely pumping out a killer baseline. Uh, really, oh, really. Wow, <laughs> this is such an this is such an awesome piece because I don't. I, I, I suggested Gauntlet Four, right? And I'm like, really, yeah. Gauntlet? Okay, because yeah. I never really associated good music with Gauntlet before, right? But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just like, Wizard needs food badly, and then whatever miscellaneous, uh, you know, generic uh, fantasy music accompanied Gauntlet Legends, which was, you know, admittedly an awesome game, but I don't have any memories of the music of that game. But man, when he suggested this track, I'm just like, I'm trying to picture playing like second like classic style gauntlet to this music, and it's just not stacking up in my head. Because yeah, me this music either. is killer, absolutely killer. Um, I what I appreciated, I think, the most about this particular track was um, it starts very atmospheric, and then again the Phil Collins drums, and then it becomes like a like a musical track. But it still manages to keep some level of atmosphericness to it. So I think to me that's... Uh, how do I put it? To me that's the part of the track that remains, um, I guess, as close to Gauntlet as I could perceive in my mind's eye. That mm. makes sense? Yeah, yeah, that, that adds up. <laughs> that checks out. Cool, thanks. And I'm out. I'll, I'll buy what you're selling. All right. And that is an episode wrap on Matt. <laughs> oh, I'll be in my trailer. Because <laughs> that's where I live. Well, thank you very much, Aaron, for bringing that one to my attention. Yeah, absolutely, uh, dude. Thank yeah. you. Another one that never would never would have occurred no. to me because I just have no 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 connection to this game at all. That was this Same, yeah. a killer, killer track. Well done. Yeah, man. Okay, let's see. This next one here is a uh, is another one of mine, uh, and it is uh, it is a a good example of something that I don't think the Genesis does particularly well. Um, <laughs> Here's a train wreck. Get ready to listen. <laughs> no, no, hear me out. Uh, this is this is not something that I think the Genesis does extraordinarily well. Is um, uh, I guess like kind of grunge rock kind of stuff. Oh, um, the boy. Super Nintendo does this extremely well. Uh, if you want to listen to the soundtrack to you know, Spider-Man X-Men Arcade's Revenge, the uh, title sequence in that, uh, Uniracers, top to bottom, amazing soundtrack. Um, but uh, this is a track from Comic Zone by Harrod Drossen, or Drossen, I don't really know how to say his last name, uh, but also worked on Sonic Spinball, Die Hard Arcade, and Alien Front Online. Um mm. I love Comic Zone. Uh, it is a <laughs> brutally difficult game that yep. is, uh, as far as I'm concerned, completely unbeatable. And if you can beat it, you are not human. <laughs> uh, it, but it is such a cool concept. It is 
unbelievably cool. The, the, the whole concept of this game is great. This just oozes cool. And this soundtrack is very 90s rock. Uh, and I mentioned before how um, the X-Men soundtrack sounds like a bunch of farts. This is, this is kind of fart-esque from time to time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's um again it's 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 the compositions take it all the way through uh and i think this is a really cool sounding song uh and just one of those things that always comes back to me if i'm thinking you know uh if i'm thinking sega genesis music this one just always pops into my head cuz uh it's such a cool game it's a pretty cool soundtrack so here is page 1 or episode 1 night of the mutants from comic zone enjoy <laughs> That is uh, episode one, Night of the Mutants, page one from Comic Zone. And as, uh, as Matt and I were just commenting on, that is such a 90s piece of music, if ever there was one. I, I think I figured out what, what it sounded like. It's a cross between like In Bloom by Nirvana and um, Come As You Are by Nirvana. There's something, Wow, yeah. It's like the Dave Grohl uh, drumming on that record. Uh, all right sorry yeah no that was that that almost made me grow my long hair back i i it was sporadically wearing flannel just yeah it just just happened (laughs) it's just one of those things but Uh, siri and i all joking aside like i the genesis does not do distorted guitar well it just but it does uh clean electric guitar astonishingly well you know like it doesn't actually sound like a clean electric guitar but it exudes that feeling. Right. You know, when it, once the distortion came off for, I guess what you would call the verse of the song, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's just really like, Oh my God, that really 
resonates like this era of music, uh, mm-hmm. and it does just it just such a, a shockingly good job of that. Um, and it's not hard to imagine this being performed with you know just just by a rock band because it's it, it everything from everything from its cadence to, to uh, just the way that it is built mm-hmm. is such an alternative grunge rock song. Uh, and it's extremely memorable to me. And I think, you know, again, the Genesis does bass very well uh, mm-hmm. when it wants Absolutely. to. And this is some killer bass right here. Yeah, um, I'm, I don't have a lot of uh, experience with Comic Zone. Mostly I've, I've watched you guys play it a lot, um, <laughs> much to my happiness, actually. You guys... <laughs> Back when Dan and I got slaughtered by this game at the <laughs> a few years ago. That was oh, so much fun. Um, but it, even then, I don't remember the music because, as I'd mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I'm so involved in other aspects of the of the game and the gaming experience. So this was a really interesting track um, every, for every reason that you said. I mean, I came of age with alternative rock and, you know, the Nirvana's, the Soundgarden's, the Alice in Chains, Smashing Pumpkins. I could go on for hours. Um, so this really kind of hit me in the feels. So there's a part of me that's like, aww. But yeah, for all the reasons that you said too, like uh, electric guitar is not there. Um, Bassline, fantastic. The drums I was very surprised with. I like the actual, um, the timbre of the kick drum. It sounded very full. Yeah, yeah. A very full and fat kick drum, which is cool. Um, But the uh, non-electric, like the dry or the clean guitar, whatever you want to call it, definitely... um, Definitely very interesting. And actually now I wonder if there is a, a rock band outfit that has covered the soundtrack. And if not, you're a drummer. I'm a bass player. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Find a guitarist. Yeah. Shouldn't be too hard. Yeah, am I right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Okay. Okay. I've been looking forward to this one for a while. Matt, you yes, and sir. Uh, you and I love a uh, love you know good bass line. Yes, we do. You and I also love good boss music. Yes, we do. Now uh, this is another one of my picks. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of surprised that it didn't come up from anybody else. This is a really cool soundtrack. Uh, Matt, are you familiar with the game Rocket Knight Adventures? I am. You are okay. I okay. am. This is probably my favorite boss music. Okay. Uh, this song is, uh, as far as I'm concerned, is just this is textbook how you make an amazing piece of boss music. Uh, this is uh, comes this is the boss two music from Rocket Knight Adventures uh, by a whole freaking mess of people. Um, this soundtrack is kind of a mess. Uh, <laughs> it's got a ton of different composers. A lot of the music doesn't really fit the levels that it is connected to. Uh, for more information on that, see episode 14 of the Waveback Music Podcast, where we kind of dive into that uh, whole hog. But this song, oh boy, this song. Um, things to listen for, uh, because there's there's a lot going on in this song. There's a lot to unpack. Uh, it is, thing number one to listen for, for is the fact that everything is done in eights, 
except for when just one time it does it in fours just to throw you off your rhythm because that is something you do amazingly in a boss battle it's subliminal the whole time you've you've got the rhythm rhythm going in your head and then the song just kind of like you're not even noticing it but the song is throwing you off rhythm because it's just cutting out a chunk of it mm. um it is amazing the other thing there's like an alarm sound going off in the background the whole time like the whole, almost the whole song, there's the part of the song is this alarm sound that you don't even notice is there until everything in the song cuts out except for the alarm for like a split second, and then it goes right back and end into business. Hmm. The song is in, in, is so far beyond incredible, uh, and I've been looking for an excuse to play this on this show again because oh my goodness, what a freaking piece of music we're gonna listen to! So uh, crank the freaking volume, and I mean like. Get this as loud as you can, because this music is incredible. Here is Boss 2 from Rocket Knight Adventures. Enjoy. Oh, that is Boss 2 from Rocket Knight Adventures. And it's, oh my God, I'm sweating. That song. <laughs> friggin' 
oh, that song murders me every time. I can't, it's like I can't even believe how good it is as I listen to it and I hear all the layers come together with just mathematic precision. And it's, it's such controlled chaos. You know, you've got all those weird, like, uh, theremin sounding things going on in the background like alarms going off and just jeez this song kills it's just a complete this is how you make boss music it does everything that boss music is supposed to do it is completely badass it is just the right level of imposing with the constant stomping bass drum and it goes into those like nasty chaotic parts where it's just like ah everything's falling apart and then it just comes it just pulls you right back and like no focus because you're gonna die <laughs> it's so good wow <laughs> um i will absolutely agree with you um i don't have a, again i don't have a lot of um experience with the uh, rocket knight adventures i'm familiar with it but i don't have too many uh uh interactions with it I certainly never got this far. This um, disembodied from the game is a really great track. Um, when it when it first started playing, I don't think I was all that won over yet. But I think by the time it made it to the loop, I was very much sold. Um, you you mentioned when everything comes together uh, again on on a couple of different tracks prior, but when everything comes together on this one, it really comes together. And yeah, it absolutely does. Um, let's see. Uh, baseline, check. Uh, imposing drums, check. You know, weird alarm to throw you off, check. Like, everything's there. It checks a lot of boxes. And, um, I'm, I'm very impressed by this, honestly. I, I kind of want to now see this boss fight. Um, oh, it, th- this is used for a couple of boss fights, but the oh. first boss fight that you, that, that this shows up in is so cool. Because you get into a room and it's this giant mechanical centipede that busts through the ceiling. Like, so it's just like the, the, the head and a little bit of the body bust through the ceiling in the middle of the room. Then it busts through the ceiling on the right, busts through the ceiling on the left. So there's three holes in the top that this thing is like bouncing in and out of. And like after a few seconds, its tail breaks in through the wall, but it's all coiled up. So it just like, and then starts waving up and down while the, the head is like slamming down from the ceiling. It is such a crazy intense fight. Jeez. And the whole time this chaos is going on, you're just like, okay, so you start listen, you start the f- boss battle and the music starts like relatively not calm, but you know what I mean? Like, it is very, like, it's very droning and very, like, straightforward. But then the music hits you with that, and it's just four instead of eight. So everything is a, everything is this steady eight rhythm, and then all of a sudden it just, like, hits you with this weird chaos, and then it starts over again without resolving that eight. So it just puts you on, it, it subliminally puts you on your freaking toes, like, something's wrong and I don't know what it is because I can't concentrate on the music because this giant centipede's trying to kill me. <laughs> it's freaking genius. It is this whole song top to bottom is absolute genius. And I swear every time I listen to it, I hear another piece of it. That's just like coming to uh, coming together. That's just not immediately uh, recognizable. You know, there's just, there's the, the very obvious parts of the song like the main melody and the bass line and and the way the drums like casually kick in and kick in and get better and better but there's all this noise happening in the background that is buried underneath all these different layers that you don't even notice until the song 
drops out other parts that highlights those things. Like you, it's hard to even notice that 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 alarm sound is happening. Like that, like just happening in the background the whole time, and it's hard to even notice it until everything else drops out. And you're like, crap, that's been there the whole time. It's it's this song is so fun to listen to over and over again because it just the number of layers is astonishing on it. I, this song is a freaking masterpiece. This whole game is a masterpiece. The soundtrack's a little bonkers, but this game is really good. One of the best Genesis games in my in my humble opinion. Um, I mean, really, for everything that you just said, I, I have to agree. Like, this is something I could see listening to for uh, an extended period of time and not really getting you know annoyed with it. Um, you did preface it with like some things to pay attention. I, I won't lie, I didn't catch the the four out of the eights, um, but the alarm was something I did notice. And when I didn't hear it, I was more aware of it. If that makes sense, I, I said, "Where where did it go?" And then all of a sudden, it would pop up for those couple measures, and then it disappears again. Hmm. Um, yeah, just you know, a, a brilliantly put together track. I think um, I think its composition is fantastic. And uh, I actually look forward to kind of checking this out. I uh, I'll check it out on my my Raspberry. See what yeah, definitely do. Really, such a killer game. <laughs> yeah. Really, really good. And uh, good sequels too. Sparkster um, for both Genesis and Super Nintendo, um, which is it's such a weird story because they're two completely different games, but they're right. both called the same thing. They both they're both called Sparkster. They both have the same box art. They both have the same soundtracks, but the songs appear in totally different levels because, like I said, they're completely different games. Like, they have different mechanics, the whole different stages, everything. It's so weird. Um, but the first Rocket Knight Adventures is, I, I think, head and shoulders above its any of its sequels. Uh, and I love the song. <laughs> so let us keep going. Because I, I want to, ke- I want to keep harping on it, but you know we've nope. still got a few tracks okay. to get through, okay. and I want to no go more. to bed at some point. So yeah, no, uh, no more. We keep moving. Yeah, we keep moving. So this was requested by Alex Days and Rob Nichols. We are going to be listening to "Shooting Ristar" from Ristar. I know some people call it Ristar, but I am not one of those people. It looks like <laughs> Ristar to me, and so I call it Ristar. <laughs> Uh, this track was done by Tomoko Sasaki, uh, who contributed to Smash Brothers Brawl, uh, and I don't know what else. Uh, so yeah, I don't have a ton of, uh, I don't have a ton of experience with Ristar. Uh, it's been, it's always been one of those games that I've looked at and said, I should play that someday. And I never freaking do. (laughs) So maybe someday I will, but today is not that day, but today is the day that we're going to listen to round one dash one shooting Ristar. Enjoy.
there you have round one uh, one shooting rice shooting Ristar from Ristar, uh, and I don't know. I really like that track. Uh, it does kind of get a little chunky there towards the end. <laughs> it's not chunky. It's big boned. <laughs> it's a it's it's a little rough, you know, when all those uh when all those bits start coming in. Like you can hear that it's like okay, well those are all there. They're all playing at the right moments. Like it's right, but it just sounds like a mess. Uh, yep. But up until that point, I really dig this tune. It's, it's good, good mascot platformery. You got yeah. a good uh, yeah. tropical kind of rhythm to it. You know, it's it's good. It's good. <laughs> uh, you sound like you're trying to convince yourself. No, no, no. I'm actually just kind of thinking about little brown dog food. I think it's good. I don't eat dog food on a particular basis, but I've heard from sources that it works for feeding dogs. <laughs> you think your dog food's better than little brown dog food? Well, shut up. Look at that dog. He's eating it. Little brown dog food, little brown dog food, little brown dog food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this got off the rails very quickly. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I'm a little punchy when I'm tired. But yeah, no, I, I, it's not a matter of convincing. I just, I think it's a cool tune. And it's like when I first listened to it, the first couple of you know measures of it, it's like, it's like, okay, so we're getting a little get on your feet here, Gloria Stefan. All right, wow, hit it up, and and then it just kind of kicks in. It's like. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I can see myself doing a mascot platformer to this tune. This is good stuff. I'm no, in. it's it's absolutely a mascot platformer tune. Um, that chunky part you're talking about, I was again not expecting it, and I I actually thought I had I was looking at all the windows I have open to make sure that I was only listening to one thing because it literally <laughs> sounded like you know when you open up a second window and something's playing, you're like, where is that coming from? Yeah, it I, just sounds like a mess. It's it's yeah. It's like it's like two mariachi bands playing at once, just d- different songs, <laughs> competing mariachi bands. I want to see that they play to the death. Um, but but uh, yeah, like I I just wasn't expecting that. But uh, ultimately, like exactly what you said, uh, mascot platformer, hundred percent of the way. Not a terrible track. Like I'm not, you know, we're we're making light of it, but you know, it's it's video game music. I mean. Yeah, uh, I'd probably dig it more than you. It's a little bit more yeah. my style. Um, yeah, I, I it's it makes me want to really makes me want to spend some time with this game at some point. And yeah. I like the character design too. It's you know nice and colorful. It's it's right up my alley. Plays to your sensibilities, indeed. All right, moving on. Uh, this next track was also uh, suggested by absolutely no one, uh, and I think that's kind of a real shame um, because. This uh, this game is a really good example of a completely different kind of music that I think the Genesis was very well suited for. Um, this track comes from Echo the Dolphin by Spencer N. Nielsen, uh, who worked on the Sega CD version of Jurassic Park uh, and Sonic CD. Uh, Brian Coburn, who worked on Mort the Chicken and the original Doom. Uh, and Andres Mag- Magyari, uh, who worked on Contra Legacy of War and California Games. Um... The track that I selected for this is Under Caves. I've been meaning to do Echo the Dolphin on this show for a while. It is on my shortlist uh, because I do. I, I find the soundtrack utterly fascinating. It is very... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Ethereal. Final, 
uh, ethereal, uh, environmental. It's very uh, uh, the word's going to come to me. It's mm-hmm. it's going to come to me while we're listening to it. But yep. regardless, uh, they're very very interesting tunes. And the the Sega Genesis is um, very synth heavy sound effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, really gives this. Uh, um, uh, it gives it a very unique feel, and I think this soundtrack is is masterful. The game is pretty freaking strange, uh, yes. and and I don't know that I would call the game masterful. I do like it quite a bit, mm-hmm. um, even though its story is completely freaking bananas. Yes, it is so far out there, but the music in this game is so wild. Um, so if you've never really given Echo the Dolphin the time of day, uh, this is a pretty cool track. Here is Undercaves. Enjoy. ambient music in this game uh and this is you know it's not very melody driven it's it's such a unique piece and i i really love the very big sweeping 80s sounding like it's it's there's such a an air of mystery to echo the dolphin um you know there's a lot of mystery you know after uh (laughs) where you look at you it's like oh there's time travel and space and mm-hmm. this is this is very strange but in the beginning of the game when it's like you know you're so lost in this giant ocean and um the music really conveys the 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 underlying sorrow uh of the character in this game the you know echo and it's just this weird weird vibe i love the vibe of this this music it's just it's just cool um so I didn't want to interrupt you in the beginning. Uh, Echo of the Dolphin actually is something that I've kind of kept in the back pocket. Like if I, you know, came time for me to pick something and I couldn't think of anything, it's one of my short list back pocket uh, games. Uh, I I remember playing this game a lot. I had a friend uh, who had the Genesis as well, and the two of us would just take turns trying to beat this thing. And I remember spending like an entire two or three days straight just trying to beat this thing and just really being confused by the story and just like what but the music the music for this game is absolutely everything that you said it's very uh, ambient it's very interesting it if it, it it's one of the spot-on times where the music marries to the visual of the game and the gameplay so well and yeah. this this particular track <clears throat> i don't know if um you guys caught it maybe you have to go back and listen to it it starts off in what feels like um, its timing is one thing, and then that little beep, beep, beep thing 
dips away and it mm. it changes to a more relaxed lurching like dirge so it goes from yeah. this kind of upbeat thing to this kind of um lurching piece and I, I, you know i'm i'm kind of like like my attention is drifting i'm listening to the music but every, all my other senses are drifting away and once i caught that I, I was like immediately brought back and i went wait what just happened hmm. and i was like that's so cool and it sounds good that the 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 low end that they put there yeah this is so well suited to what the genesis could do um another soundtrack i just don't think would have been nearly as effective if it was coming out of a super nintendo oh probably not i'd be curious to do uh an echo the dolphin episode honestly it's it's gonna happen it's gonna happen (laughs) it's on the list it's gonna happen you heard it here third folks (laughs) <laughs> did okay let's see here this song has not been on uh this podcast since 2015 boom uh, this is all the way back to episode four of the wave back music podcast um obviously you can't talk about psychogenesis music without sonic the hedgehog of course to my ears uh nothing no game series utilized the the what the genesis could do better than Sonic. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog music is so inextricably Sega Genesis, and it, and it is some of the best music on the platform. Uh, and Sonic 2 is arguably one of the best of those. Uh, obviously, people brought up Sonic, and I had to put the kibosh on that straight away. But like, look, I'm only picking one Sonic song. I'm, yep. I'm only going to represent one franchise, like one song per franchise on this episode. Otherwise, I'd just be full of Sonic music, you know? Right, yeah. Um, so, but I, and I, I, I made up my mind pretty quick on which track I wanted to pick because I just think that of all the Sonic music, of which there is so very much good stuff... Very true. The track that we are going to listen to, I think, is just... It's just the coolest. It's one of the most... It's one of the coolest pieces of video game music I think that's ever been put together. It comes from Sonic the Hedgehog 2 by Masato Nakamura who also worked on uh, the music from Sonic 1 and is in the, the band Dreams Come True. Uh, I'm sorry, Alex Zwizek. This is not the track that you, one of the tracks that you suggested, um, but it's the track that I, I, I just personally have no choice but to play. So the last song we'll be listening to tonight before we send you off on your way is the incomparable, the unfathomably cool Chemical Plant Zone from Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Enjoy.
That was Chemical Plant Zone from Sonic 2. I don't think there was ever a time in my life where I was more jealous of my Sega Genesis owning friends than when I saw and played this stage. <laughs> when I heard this freaking music accompanied with just the, the colors of this stage, you know, the purple chemical fluid or whatever it was and little blue orbs that would come out of the pipes and the the silver stage with the yellow trim and this freaking song is just it's just out of control it, it's as cool as so much music that would ever come out of a super nintendo or any nintendo console was this was just dripping with cool this was this was a level of cool that nothing had as far as i can tell had even touched a nintendo console and as I got older and listened to it more and more and more, it really appreciating just just how how everything hits exactly the way it needs to to make it just out of this world cool. Like you know, you're listening to it on your Sega Gen and you know, my friend's Sega Genesis coming out of the speakers on a CR a 17 inch CRT as a kid. You know, it's like you don't pick up on as many of the nuances, but then listening to it with headphones as an adult, or if you were, you know, a, a kid with a Sega Genesis one, you plugged headphones into the side of it because you could freaking do that. Listening to like, especially the part right before the loop where the, um, they just keep adding up to mm-hmm. four different chunks yeah. on top of it before it just, it just, just nails back with that, that perfect. I know it's not a complicated drum fill, but you know, a, a perfect, just uh what is it 16th note or whatever like, like a perfect one of those is so effective and then it just comes right back to not the beginning of the tune but the part of the tune where everything had finally fallen into place like the bass line that secondary melody that's going on in the background that that seems like a secondary bass line almost like uh that's just i think mostly in the right ear uh as well as just that that killer uh keyboards like da, da, da. It's so good. It's so jazzy. It's so funky. It's so the right pacing. It is just one of the most perfect pieces of video game music I think I've ever heard. It's 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 just so outstanding. It's so freaking good. It's it's offensive. It's how freaking <laughs> dare you? How dare you be this good? And Sonic. then of course they followed this soundtrack up with my favorite sound Sonic soundtrack, Sonic Three. Um, it's just like, <laughs> and I love Sonic too, but man, oh man! I mean, it's like it's like for it's like the Mega Man conversation with me. Like Mega Man Three, I think you know, hands down, I, I just love that game more than Mega Man Two, and I still I give the Mega Man Three soundtrack the nod over the Mega Man Two soundtrack. But man, Doctor Wily stage Mega Man Two, you just can't argue with that song. You just freaking can't. It's so good, and that's how I feel about this song. It's like, it's just. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? How I like, very dare you. I like that the song is so good it makes you angry. <laughs> right? It's like, it's it's not even that complicated. You know, when you think about, think back to the beginning of the episode, listen to that wacky stuff coming out of Blaster Master 2 and being like, wow, that is so complicated and how right. that all fits together. Or even the Boss 2 music from Rocket Knight, which is still... One of my all-time favorites. Uh, Alex, speaking of boss music, uh, Alex Wysak really wanted to to listen to the, the the boss music from Sonic Two, which is a great boss tune. It is so good. Um, but again, it's just it, it's got to be Chemical Plant Zone. It just has to be. Um, it's so good. It, it's not that complicated, but it's it comes together so 
ridiculously perfectly that you just, you just got to look at it and be like, how did you even, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? There he is again. Um, I, I don't like this song nearly as much as you do. I think it's a good song. Um, it certainly reminds me of the times of playing this with uh, one of my childhood friends because he had it. I, I never got part two. Um, and then, you know, I think I was more blown away by the fact that, you know, one of you guys could control Knuckle. Uh, no, no, excuse me. Tails. Tails, thank you. Sorry. Um, this is good music, though. It's, to me, it's another, it's in the realm of Ristar where it's like mascot platformer. But I think it, it's on another level, no pun intended, of mascot platformer where it enters that kind of uh, place where it goes from your average um, mascot platformer to, uh, for lack of a better term, like legendary platformer mm. mascot music. Obviously, because like the way you're talking about it, you are just absolutely gushing over it. So... For me, when I see that, I think it's got to be something extraordinary. And I think that that's what this piece is. It's it's a piece of music that is just head and shoulders above a lot of the other stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's and it's the little things that really does it for me. Like the part where absolutely, it's... Um, absolutely. You know, it, it, it drops out a lot of the bass line. It's just... Like in that part... Uh, the second time they do it, the the bass when the bass comes back in, it hits all these really sour minor notes, like this really like frantic like uh, reverse scale. Or I'm sorry, I'm losing all my words. It just does that <laughs> real quick, and that's totally unnecessary. Like this song would work without it, but it's those little touches that get thrown into it that just bring this up to next level stuff. You know, it's it it, it puts it beyond. Uh, some of the other music in the game, and, and in my opinion, you know the, the music from Ristar or you know, Arrow the Acrobat or something like that. It just puts it a layer above because it not only shows mastery of the instrumentation that the Genesis was capable of, uh, because really this music sounds like it was made for this music, not like, well, here's a great composition. What music? What instruments can we use to make it not sound bad? This was just like. Every single one of the every single one of these notes is so perfectly suited to the system it's coming out of. It just um, I use the phrase "making the console sing" a lot for the Game Boy, and I think the Sonic soundtrack did that for the Genesis, you know, head and shoulders above almost anything else. Yeah, I was um, to touch on what you were saying because you pretty much embodied what I was working towards. Uh, again, to use the term "head and shoulders above the rest," this song sits there because it isn't overly complex. It's not overly done. It's not heavy-handed in any way, shape, or form. It uses dynamic. Um, the instruments that were chosen, like you just said, were perfectly married together. Like, they, you know, to sit down and be mindful of what instruments you were using as opposed to something you said was like, well, oh, I made this composition. What instruments can we get to make it not sound like, you know, hot garbage on a Thursday afternoon? Um <laughs> So, so the wherewithal to choose a set of instruments that works together and then have a composition that complements the instrumentation chosen before. It's like, I get it. I may not be a huge fan of it, and I, I admittedly am not a huge fan of the Sonic franchise, period. 
but this is definitely one of those things where you know i have to kind of stand up and and give at least a golf clap because it's a fantastic piece of music put together start to finish great composition great instrumentation uh simple uses its dynamic to its uh to its strengths and there's no real weakness to it other than it's on the sega genesis (laughs) (laughs) well there you have it ladies and gentlemen that is uh that that sums up our uh that sums up our episode yeah. That was episode eighty-seven. That's that sums up our feelings on the Sega Genesis, yep. celebrating its uh, its life, its legacy, and some of the best music I think to grace the platform. Uh, and uh, I had a lot of fun with this one. Uh, I did too. There, were, like, uh, I, I was very impressed, and and you know, I go into some of these episodes with, uh, like I said about one particular track before, with a certain uh, level of expectation, and for this, I did just that, and. Um, I, I was very pleasantly surprised with uh, all the pieces put put in front of me. So, for those of you who who um, suggested and and they made it, you know, a thank you for your suggestions, everyone. B those that made it, great selections, really appreciate it. Same here, here, here. Uh, so that's our show. Thanks again for listening. Join us next time as we welcome October back into our lives Woo. and continue our tradition of kicking off the month with some classic Castlevania. Woo. This year we're hitting up the Castlevania Adventure, yes. a game that's not so great to play, but <laughs> fantastic to listen to. Oh boy. As always, we would love to hear everyone's thoughts and memories of the video games we discussed here today, and you can do so on the Waveback Forum page over on Facebook. Just search for Waveback on Facebook, and you'll find out more information on any of our next games, as well as a nice, convenient place to talk about them. Of course, you can always still send us an email at mail at and while you're at it, check out all our social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already. Uh, and be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com, and if you're interested in my Waveback Overplay series where I mash up music from two different uh, versions of the same song together. Uh, give that a listen. It's Waveback Overplay. It's on uh, the YouTubes, and I'm having a whole lot of fun with it. So, uh, working on some working on some some big ones right now. So it might be a little while before I post anything new. But feel free to peruse the back catalog and leave some comments and leave some suggestions and all that jazz. So we're going to leave you tonight with uh, I love uh, ending episodes on uh, staff roll, end credits, ending musics, and uh, this is a really cool one that I was completely and totally unfamiliar with before uh, this episode. This was requested by John Truesdale, uh, and the the song is called Setting Out, uh, staff roll from a game called Elemental Master, uh, of which I am just about completely and totally unfamiliar with, uh, but probably won't be after listening to this pretty cool tune. So, uh, yeah. Any final thoughts before we move on, Matt? Um, well, I want to point out that uh, this, uh, this track that we're going out on, second track from, from uh, someone else on the episode, the uh, Metal Squad from Thunder Force 4, was the uh, yeah. same, same writer, same com- that's uh, right. composer. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it- that's, you, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 I was just agreeing. <laughs> Vocally. <laughs> as, as one does when you can't see the other person. Um, uh, yeah, right. I don't know. I think um, I think the only thing I really could say is, uh, you know, I think back then I didn't really appreciate my Genesis. Um, maybe to the extent that I might now. I definitely have a better appreciation for it now. Um, I am, I think, 
when we when I signed on to be the new co-host and we we tend to what I've noticed is we tend to lean towards the Nintendos. I mean, obviously you're self-proclaimed Nintendo guy. Um I have no real allegiance. I just if it's good I'll play it. But when it comes to music there's certainly certainly some dividing lines. Um I am pleasantly surprised to know that not all of the Genesis soundtracks were were, you know, farting in a can. You know, mm-hmm. I ain't I ain't farting on no snare drum. Um <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's nice to see. I mean, you know, I think sometimes um we're too accustomed to having the good stuff really just put in front of us that we're not accustomed to kind of digging through the muck and the mire to find the gems because sometimes the hunt is almost better than the find but in this case like having all our listeners uh you know suggest stuff to us and and really kind of you know separating the wheat from the chaff has been great and and again like i said i've heard some tracks today that i never would have listened to before and i'm very impressed by a lot of them so that's i do love discovering uh new music through this show it is it absolutely is a lot of fun. yeah yeah and sharing some of my favorites and yeah it's i do try to do my best to to <laughs> spread the love around you know yeah uh it's it, it i do land on nintendo stuff more it, often than not because it's it my yeah. history i mean uh, that and let's be honest there are dividing lines between the capabilities of the sound that is true. There's not a lot of Master System soundtracks I want to cover on this show. No. But anyway, uh, let, let us leave uh, Let us leave us on this positive note. Let us all go yes. to bed since it is late yes. and I am old. Me too. Uh, so here is Setting Out, uh, Staff Roll from Elemental Master. Thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you next time.